0: The opinions, attitudes, and lies discussed on the Portland Beer Club podcast are not factual. Everybody has an opinion, right? Your opinions may not match ours, and that's okay. Portland Beer Club podcast still loves you. Portland Beer Club podcast should not be listened to by any child under the age of 21 years old. You should be living off your parents for as long as possible. Portland Beer Club Podcast may have some side effects such as vomiting, diarrhea, or a pussy discharge. Please see a doctor if Portland Beer Club Podcast gives you an erection lasting longer than four hours. Portland Beer Club Podcast hopes you enjoy the show. Your mother did last night. It's the Portland Beer Club Podcast. (laughs) We We're professionals here at the Portland Beer Club podcast. Episode two. And it's a Monday. But this will come out on a Sunday. Yeah. So we're good to go. In the house, it's me, Sean. Uh, we have Marcus, who was here for episode one. And in our rotating seat we have Chad from Chad you, you say what you're from because your thing is just so long I have to uh, Your thing is Wait so a minute long. wow <laughs> again wow. with the penis I joke. just said that I know
1: Uh so from the before noon presents the Happy Ruchak Fun Time Show
0: There you go. There it is. And you're a home brewer and a beer lover.
1: Right. And there you go. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Brew a lot and you know shoot some video at different breweries and cook me cooking at home and just (laughs) dicking around.
0: Yep. And you've been on In One Day In One Day Radio once or twice. Twice.
1: Twice. There you go. The second time I was sick and having a coughing fit like the entire time so i didn't even listen to that episode i was like i don't want to hear how bad i sound. yeah, I yeah was welcome
2: awful. to my world i've never listened to, <laughs> I listen to that episode five times because your <laughs> cough is intoxicating right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it,
1: it takes some practice to cough that yeah well let's yeah.
0: get some of the, the the business done here real quick let's do news and events real quick and while i do that marcus could you or whatever we've just opened yeah, we can, and maybe
2: you can, you can be the guinea pig here. Okay.
0: So, news uh, coming out this week. Stone has announced their Arrogant Bastard is going to be out in cans, for those of you who care about that. Cascade Brewing has just released a bottle of Manhattan Northwest 2014 project in the 750-milliliter bottles. A, uh, they're uh, going to also good. have the 2011 and 13 on draft, if they don't already. I can't remember what the date was for this. Uh, they'll have bottles of 2013 as well. Block 15 reports a new Crescendo IPA on tap boasting some late edition Northwest hops. Stone is also releasing their Russian, or Imperial Russian Stout at 10.8% ABV. It's out now. Lonepock will be putting out the Pamplemousse Citrus IPA and C-Note IPA in six packs. And mm-hmm. Founders, uh, for those of you who can get your hands on the founder stuff out of the Midwest, their KBS release is happening soon, so keep your eyes out for that, because that's delicious beer. Also, uh, Fred Fest tickets did go on sale. Uh, get them, because it's going to sell out. It's such a fun event. We were just talking about that before we went on the air. Uh, on April 23rd, the Hopped Cider Fest at Reverend Nat's. May 13th and 14th is Cheers to Belgian Beers. We'll actually have uh, somebody from that festival on In One Day Radio coming up. And Pints in the Pearl is a new uh, announced uh, beer festival that's going to be starting up. This will be the inaugural year. Ten Barrel Deschutes, Shoots, Fatheads, and Bridgeport will all be having three beers present. Uh One of each of those will be brewed especially for the event, and that's on June 4th down in the Pearl. So, hey, you can say I was at the first one ever. Mm. I think it's $20, and you get three tickets. Each ticket is actually a full pour. Wow. It's not like your typical beer fest where you just get little tasters. So... Uh, it's a little expensive for what you get, but you get the glass and you get, I think it's a, it's a iron, or a steel glass too. Hmm. Stainless steel, gl- uh, mug or pint or something. And the
2: entrance fee is 20 bucks? Yep. Well, Can you rip a... your tickets
1: in half and get like
0: a half
1: fork? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, a deal. Wouldn't
0: that be something? Wouldn't that be something? So anyways, nice. there you go. Well guys, thanks for joining us mm-hmm. and for joining me. You're welcome. <laughs> you're, you're so welcome This was uh, such a drive Chad, Marcus and I have done our our little beer histories Why don't you give us your beer history Like what got you into beer What have you done in the beer industry Blah 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 Okay,
1: um, let's see Well, I grew up in Oklahoma mm-hmm. And Oklahoma back uh, when I became of age We really didn't get anything You know, distributed out to Oklahoma So I had a buddy that uh, was from Brighton, England Came over and, uh, we just decided to get into homebrew. Mm-hmm. And I had really never even got into craft beer before I started homebrewing, but, uh, got my first kit about 10 years ago, started brewing, uh, developed that, moved out to Nashville, Tennessee, started to actually get some, some beer. And kind of my gateway beer was Dogfish Head, uh, 90 minute IPA, which now I, I, I haven't had one in like five years, but it's the first beer I got into, like in the craft. Uh, then I moved up to upstate New York and got all the brewery omega Gang uh we actually got a lot of stone up there um visited new hampshire all up through new england and just really fell in love with craft beer out there and then my wife and i had nothing to do so we said let's move to portland <laughs> so uh moved out here about five years ago and uh just kept brewing and met a couple people in the uh, beer industry and actually got to brew with a couple breweries out here and uh just like what i did i had a film well, let background say just a
0: couple breweries which breweries did you oh, get okay. to brew with because that's kind of important <clears throat>
1: So I got to brew with uh, Fort George uh, two mm. years ago, um, and then I got to brew with Ecliptic this last year.
0: For the Pro-Am.
1: For the Pro-Am, for Willamette Weeks, and that was really cool. They, um, I think this that was their third year. This last year was their third year, so this will be the fourth year coming up. But basically they put out applications for home brewers uh, if they want to try to pair up with a pro brewer, and then mm-hmm. they'll take pro brewer applications, and if you want to brew with them, they'll pair you up. Have they already
0: had the application process for the next one?
1: Not this year, Um it, it falls around September, so I think the applications will probably go out sometime around July, okay. uh, or sometime around there, mm-hmm. but it's a really good, uh, event, and I didn't know if I was gonna do it the second year, cause I kind of, you know, I wanted to let someone else go but at week was the contact me and they said no we want you to do it again we want some people to repeat just okay. to generate buzz yeah so i plugged them on my happy brew shack fun time show and i think i think they were just being n- nice but they said the ticket sales went through the roof as soon as my, <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> as soon as they found out chad's <laughs> coming back yeah yeah but it was it was it was pretty cool uh getting to meet all those guys and especially getting to, to brew with john harris was just mm-hmm, amazing yeah. mm-hmm. um he showed up and uh Immediately put me to work and so I was opening bags of grain, getting them in the mill, uh doing all that stuff and That's then, not
2: all automated? Yeah, no.
1: Oh my god. For <laughs> yeah, and for Eclipse it's like it's so like John Hare has been brewing for what thirty years now? Oh, Yeah. And I mean he's just lugging around bags of grain yeah. and just dumping them in the mill. I mm-hmm. mean they have an auger, it goes up, but whatever. Right. Um he's not physically, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I took it over and, and kinda of did it and uh What'd you brew with him? Uh we did a peach kettle sour. So I went in, kind of wanted to do a Saison or something farmhouse. And then he just mentioned, uh, doing a kettle sour because he had never done one on that setup before. And I was like, shit, yeah. So let's uh, do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was the first one that he did. And then they just put out their grapefruit goza. I forget what the name of it is, but, um, they did a kettle sour on that one too. And then I heard a rumor that he's going to start doing the peach sour again and like have ah. it on at the brewery. So that As was, that was regular... awesome. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, so that was What's cool. your
2: percentage on that beer? That you, uh, that you get
1: financially? Yeah, yeah, zero. <laughs> it's a funny story. Fame. Yeah, I uh, I had shown up for my I had thrown it always falls around my birthday the Wembley Pro, and so I tried to have a birthday party around where my beer is going to be on tap. So we showed up and uh and. <laughs> And I got my, uh, quarter barrel keg, uh, of the beer and I thought it was going to be free, but they charged me for it. Oh my God. <laughs> and I did, I couldn't say anything because I mean, they open their doors and they let you brew with them. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. just here's my money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's
0: like, I'm not going to not. Yeah. Have some of this beer. Right? I know it was
1: funny, <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it was it was amazing, and I'd I'd pay for it all over again. It's kind of like it, uh, the theater
0: charging fun. Harrison Ford to go see Star Wars, <laughs> <I> know.
1: <laughs> or that horrible cheap trick that you said yesterday mm. on the Rock and Roll Hall of
0: Fame when they made him. Oh, gave a... right. Oh, with Steve Miller. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Here's your ticket, your wife's ticket. If the band wants to come, five thousand dollars or yeah. whatever, ten thousand dollars. It was really expensive. Was oh, wow. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, uh, so you've been around is what you're saying. You, yeah. You kind of know what you're doing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm,
1: I've never brewed the same recipe more than like three or four times. So I'm always trying different recipes mm-hmm. out on my system and That's I keep. That's three
0: or four more times than Marcus and I have ever done. Yeah. It's hard to
1: go back and, and brew the same thing. Like I'll always change one piece of it at mm-hmm. least. But, uh, no, I keep four beers on tap out in the shack and, uh, have a good time. Just mm-hmm. got to keep my fermenters full and yeah. the souring closet full. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's fun. I, mean, I don't know how that it
0: is. Well, let's get into home brewing because that was that was one of our topics of the day. Uh, what what kind of beers do you enjoy homebrewing the most?
1: Uh For me, I really like a. I got into doing a lot of IPAs when I was out here, but I, I do like Belgian-style yeast, and mm. as I know you do. Um, <laughs> so I do a lot of... That's a favorite. Let's go deep into <laughs> yeah, this. Let, let's, my my love really, of really... Belgian beers. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> let's, is that the top six
0: list today? Yeah. yeah top, top six <laughs> Belgian beers? And uh, number six, nothing. Number mm. five, nothing.
1: Okay. <laughs> But I do a lot of uh, I like to do farmhouse ales, and I also like to do uh, Baltic porters. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, a really different. I like hoppy, darker beers, and then I like you know just Brett and uh you know a saison strain, you know almost hop like an IPA, but with like 30% wheat and something mm-hmm. light and drinkable. But <laughs> did a a couple kettle sours since I've been out here, and did some actual long sours with uh, lactobacillus. But mm-hmm. I brew a lot of different things. If I can keep it on tap and my wife is happy, then I know. I've done something well.
0: So,
1: <laughs> so just keep her happy and she'll let me brew every mm-hmm. other weekend. So, yeah.
0: And probably being, you know, when you, what I, what Marcus and I have learned, at least me, when we brew the IPAs, it's, it's overwhelming to get them drank in time because the IPAs turn yeah. so fast. You, you gotta drink that pretty quick before it starts getting malty and you lose your hop character. And,
1: yeah, that's true. And I, um, Anytime I do, like, yeah, big, because I'll brew about 12 gallons at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just getting through that, people have keys to my shack where they can go get growler fills. But, yeah, just giving <laughs> yeah, it away while it's For sure, it's its prime, yeah, right.
2: So. One of the things I've I've started doing, well, I'm going to start doing, I bought the equipment to do, is uh, start being able to do all the transfers from the fermenter direct into the keg via CO2. So yeah. So I don't get any oxygen incursion. Yeah, that's post, a big basically Post Basically uh, post-fermentation.
1: What's your plan on that?
2: Uh, well, everything's in carboys and, uh, you can actually get a, a, a draw tube mm-hmm. that goes into a plastic cap that fits over top of the fermenter it's got two valves yep, on it. One, one for the those. stick to go in and the other one for the CO2. You can you just screw clamp it with it a big clamp on oh, nice. and then you hook it up to a keg. About two or three PSI. Pressure, and yeah, and yeah, just pushes, Push pushes the beer back yep. out the draw tube. And if you purge the keg then before Put it in the you... Before inline, yeah, exactly. bleed it off and you're good to go. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't touch any oxygen. So that, in theory, uh, Uh, not in theory I know in practice can really help keep those aromatics mm. from hops and whatnot lasting yeah, totally. and act like 2x to 3x longer. That's awesome. And so that's kind of where we're trying to go and, and I'm really curious to see how much that actually helps. That makes me yeah. feel good
0: hearing all that because I thought for a while you were just going to put me in like an oxygen oxygen deprived room <laughs> to make me go in
2: and do that. So good to hear that that's not going to happen. I still think that that's option 1A, <laughs> but it'll only work one time I think. Right. And then when you're dead I'll have to come up with something else. Because
0: I'm not real fast. <laughs> no.
2: And <laughs> with no oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh
1: yeah, I I, I ferment in uh, most of my stuff in uh, I have a sixty liter Speedle fermenter. Yeah, that, I have one of those as yeah. well. Yeah,
2: and it, it that will not work for Well, that. not you can put because i I've,
1: I've I've heard because the the top screws the screw on. Top, yeah. yeah, you can put a valve on top of that, and it's supposed to be able to hold about six or seven pounds of pressure. Oh,
2: okay. I didn't think that it was actually yeah. that good of a seal on the edge. I mean, it's a good seal, but I didn't think it would actually. Yeah, be I've, I've heard the... that you can
1: use that. So oh, okay, I haven't, I haven't well, done then that gonna yet. I'm going
2: to try it on there first because yeah. that sixty liter speedle is nice i hate nice. listening it but yeah no yeah. no no I, that's why sean comes over because <laughs> right. we lived it together <laughs> it <on> <laughs> put back. it into the fermentation Sherpa. Chamber
0: yeah i'm a beer sherpa yeah,
1: yeah that's that's kind of how i because i don't have a fermentation chamber that's temperature controlled so i just I got the one season yeah, yeah.
2: I, I just got one so it's uh it's definitely a splurge oh was, yeah but it was nice it's nice to have so i'm yeah, playing around with one. different yeasts now to be able to you know, oh yeah fermentation temperature yeah. yeah i thought
0: you had a committed relationship uh, I do. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. It's okay. My <laughs> wife is okay if I see other fermenters. Right. <laughs> okay. yeah, another yeast. Yeah, it's
1: like, you're mixing with lagers? I, if I would
0: have known that, I
2: never yeah. would have married <laughs> <Right>? you. You're <laughs> not <laughs> the same person I <laughs> married. What happened? My <laughs> yeast. <laughs> Why is it so cold in <laughs> well, here? Let's,
0: let's go back to basics because for, for me, I, I used to walk by Main Main Street Homebrew, as it was called back in the day, uh, and I used to think, God, that'd be cool. I'd love to know how to brew beer. And I had a coworker who made his own cider, and he'd go to Main Street uh, and one day my coworker and I just walked in and like, Hey, we want to brew beer. Okay. For $120, you get all this. And here's, here's a little piece of paper that tells you how to do it. And we went and did it. It was extract. It wasn't all grain Cause yeah. we were just starting out with the basics and we were really, really nervous. And we were, I mean, we looked like scientists. We were like measuring everything oh, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. like washing our hands 500 times a second, just to make sure you don't <laughs> infect the beer. They said, don't infect right. the beer. You know, we did, we did the whole thing and we did the old style where you, you bottle them and you mix in a little sugar water to get to you know, carbonate. Uh, and we drank our first beer and I just about shit my pants that I could not believe I made a delicious beer.
1: Yeah. It's, um, that, that pretty much sums up, I think probably everyone's first (laughs) experience. That was my first experience. (laughs) It was, yeah, we walked in and they, they, you know, they sold you all this stuff. And, uh, I, I think the first one I got was, uh, Oh, it was a Mexican-style lager, but I got an ale yeast. and <laughs> hmm we'll uh, Yeah, there. right, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and the guy, because Oklahoma, and this is like 2006, mm-hmm. and homebrewing didn't even become legal in Oklahoma until about two years ago. Oh, wow. No one enforced it, but there were homebrew shops. But I remember starting with extract, I mean, you had the mutton's tins up on the cabinets, mm-hmm. and you had about three choices, and it was light, medium, or, and dark. Yeah and uh there was there was no wiggle room as far as you know formulation of recipes if you were doing extract and it was it was so different then, than mm. it is now it's yeah. just I, now you go into a homebrew shop and you can brew anything with extract just about just because yeah. of the selection they have yeah. Yeah. not that I'd ever go back are there
0: any extract. states where homebrewing is still illegal
1: no i think they i was listening to uh uh, the Beersmith podcast, and I think they had the president of the AHA on, and and he said, I think it's all legal in all fifty states. Now. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Or at least the lower forty-eight.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Can someone pop that door shut, please? Pop sure. Forgot to get that closed before we got going. I have a roommate walking around. I want to bug him. <laughs> so, uh, we all know why you want that door. Closed. <laughs> yeah. Now I pull out the knife, you all become jerky. <laughs> um, okay, so, and Marcus, were, we where were we at when you joined up? Brewing with me and Chris, because you guys
2: had done a number of batches already, yeah. I think, okay. um, and uh, still, you know, doing extract and. Yeah. And I just was. I don't even know why I was interested. I think I just thought you guys were really cool, and I wanted to hang out with you. <laughs> I thought this me. was my avenue to get in. Oh yeah, sure. I love <laughs> yeah. brewing. Hindsight now. I, can right? I just hang with you guys. <laughs> Here's my favorite thing,
0: and now he weighs thirty pounds more than that, now than he did then.
2: <laughs> but uh, I think it, it immediately kind of scratched an itch for me because I'm an engineer, and I just love. I just love the whole idea behind. First of all, I love beer. And then second of all, the idea of brewing beer and you can either know as little or as much about brewing as you want and you can still make really great beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And I was really interested in just kind of diving into it and once yeah. I once I started doing that it just was kind of addictive as a, yeah. as a hobby and so. then
0: and then you went out and you got your big all grain set up then i got an all grain yeah. set up
2: and uh and finally then about a year later i finally put it together <laughs> yeah. we moved, in, the, in the in the meantime we moved into a house and we're remodeling yeah. it so that i right. right. found a space so to yeah. set it up but, in uh, and, uh, but yeah i've been we've been uh yeah i've been brewing all grain only since Well, about nine months now, something like that. Yeah.
0: And you're all grain, Chad, right?
1: Yeah, I've been all grain. I I did, um, three or four extract brews and then I've, I've been all grain for probably, well, over nine years. Mm. Yeah. So just.
0: Do you think it's a good idea to start extract or is, can you jump right into all grain?
1: Well, I, I think, I think starting extract is okay for those people that, um, May not feel like they're going to be into the hobby as much as they should, or you know as yeah. much time because if you, you have really a time have to, constraint, yeah because you, know, you don't big. have to invest a lot of money in equipment to do extract brewing i mean you don't need a you don't need a mash kettle i mean mm-hmm, even yeah. now you can do boil in a bag, which seems yep. to be pretty popular with people so yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's a, it's a natural progression to start, mm-hmm. you know, in extracts, but you could jump in, you know, uh, and do all grain, but the step up to all grain is not just the equipment. There's a lot more planning that you have to do with all grain mm-hmm. and you got to think about how you're going to move, you know, all the hot liquid from this vessel to this vessel. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of
2: work. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the but- pump saved my back. <laughs> yes. I bet but well, you do get a lot more fine grain control which with all grain which mm-hmm. i really like not oh, just yeah. not just in you know the recipe itself and flavors mm-hmm. but also the types of you know sugars you're generating and what type of beer you're going right. for. You want you know with with extract you're kind of limited. Then you're mm-hmm. getting what's already pre processed. Right. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, failures that can happen with home brewing because I think we've all drinking had
2: a- too much during
1: it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a rule at the shack where you can't have a beer until you're uh, at least mashed out. Okay. And that's a pretty good rule that I never follow. So what you're
0: saying is bring a lot of cider and mead. And, I agree with yeah. you on that. Uh, what I have done, I have the
2: same rule. So what I find is. That I if I stick to like five percent or below, that's right. Almost as good. <laughs> yeah, almost as,
0: Yeah, and I need a lot of pancakes for breakfast.
2: Oh, you've got to remember to eat. <laughs> yeah.
0: because that's true. I forget you, to eat. I do because I get so busy, yeah. and my
1: wife's like, she'll like bring me food, and I'm
2: like, this is <laughs> f- okay. Uh-huh. This is a good life. Um, my wife does it. that too, by the way, but she says it's because if I if she doesn't do it, I'm crabby afterwards. Yep, crabby afterwards,
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm cleaning and I'm drunk. Yeah, and hangry exactly. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean the. Fact Failures, uh, you know, obviously getting inebriated while it is is horrible, especially when you're trying to move stuff.
0: Because <laughs> talk about how many steps you forget when. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I, oh, the, oh it's an easy. entire hop edition you forget. <laughs> yeah.
1: And clean as you go is probably like the lifesaver because yeah. you don't want to be cleaning pots for an hour after a four yeah. or five, six, seven hour yeah. brew day. Yeah. So.
0: And I, I think we had a batch. This was back when we were still bottling and doing extract, and completely forgot to put the sugar in. Like mm-hmm. bottled everything up. Totally. A week and a half later, opened up.
2: <laughs> where's the, where's
0: the, psh? where's the fizz? <laughs> and all the beers, it's like, oh. what the fuck do you do? Do you go back? I, mean, we didn't, I didn't know what to do, and so it just kind of became a wasted. Oh yeah. It's like, do we just pour it all back in a thing and then pour the sugar and re-bottle it? Or? Yeah, you're gonna, you'll, you're probably you'll gonna run, run
1: oxidation and yeah. you know, infection for yeah. sure. I, I kind of had the opposite effect whenever I would, uh, I think I would either overprime whenever I was, mm bottling or I wouldn't let it fully attenuate and uh, Did you get- <laughs> so okay. many explosions yeah. in yeah. I've never closet. seen that before. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. You- it is- sounds like gunshots. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's like a chain reaction, I swear to God. They'll just start popping <laughs> off. They all of,
0: start talking you know. to each other.
1: Well, I came back from vacation one time and uh, yeah, about two shelves of a five-shelf oh, cabinet were just full of just broken That's a beer. sticky mess. Yeah, it was disgusting and not the fun kind. Of <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, was, it was gross.
0: Uh, uh, Marcus what what are some of the disasters that we've had with brewing? Uh we've never had anything catch on fire.
2: that's good. I mean there's always there's always stories, you know, especially with with all grain, there's always something that doesn't go according to plan. It seems like on a <laughs> yeah. brew day. What
0: about you and Mike with your your uh uh the, you did the clone, the
2: the clone Oh, the darkest hour? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, you're talking about the Tart of Darkness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my, so we, had we tried drop to clone issue. Tart of Darkness from the brewery, right. which by the way is four months in now, and tastes tasted it the other day. It was amazingly delicious. good. Yeah, nice. It's really got a nice acidity level to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really drinkable. The aroma, uh, definitely <laughs> there's some off flavors that need to be or off aromas that need to be cleaned up. The, one of the primary smells that I got off at first was tuna fish. <laughs> I'm so when I actually tasted it, it was an amazing surprise because it does not have any of that flavor in it, but the aroma is not right.
0: <laughs> when you taste it, you can actually get more mayo right. in the tuna Well, fish.
2: That's, that's what, I mean, <laughs> mayo in, the lac- with in, the, in the blend that we use, the lactobacillus just you know has a bunch of off flavors that the bread cleans up over time. Yeah, yeah the bread will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it'll clean it up, but it tastes great. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, we were, we had put it in, we used a stainless steel fermenter that Mike has, mm-hmm. and, uh, we, we took the lid off and we're going to pitch, we're, oh. to the mixed culture, and mm-hmm. we had some bottled dregs as well that had propped up to throw yeah, in yeah. as well. And, uh, we turn, he turns the lid 90 degrees and the blow-off valve drops straight down into the oh. wort, down to the bottom of the fermenter. Yep. And I just look at him. He looks at me, and I'm like, <laughs> well, let me go get some star Scrib sand, up. and we'll sanitize your arm. Yeah, and we'll and shave, shave it first, This too. is going to be, the name, the na- Elbow Deep is going to be in the name of this beer somehow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I
0: guess I'd be kind of like rogue when they did the beard beer. You're going to get some arm Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: I I
1: would be lying if I said that had never happened to me, too. Yeah. <laughs> so when something falls down, in you're so I like,
2: was oh. curious, we had first tasting, and I'm like, well, we'll see what, it, and it's actually <laughs> pleasantly, it's surprisingly good to the taste. Well, in so.
0: the last, the last IPA, you, not. This past weekend, but the weekend or the beer before when we were brewing, Marcus' his setup, the hose going from one pot to the other pot it mm-hmm. not quite. There's not quite enough gravity, and so I had to prop up, I had to prop up the hose. So I did this little wiry thing to kind of keep it up, and so it wouldn't kink in the hose. Right, that thing popped right off, went right into the. the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, rusty hook right in the goddamn wart.
2: I'm like, it's okay. We haven't boiled yet. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. Full of out. iron.
1: Uh, yeah, there was. I I bought some of those um,
2: best IPA we made yet <laughs> so far. Yeah. Yeah. it's
1: all that yeah, fortified. So there with you iron. Go. Right, and now we have to do electrolytes. Yeah. yeah, I think uh clamping my tubes. That sounded weird. We um, <laughs> so were all, just talking about everything. that before the show too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, all that stuff that I'm afraid about falling in, I like clamp it to the side of the kettle, so just to make sure yeah. it won't 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 fall in. But yeah. oh yeah, definitely, I've been there. It, it's funny because I think every homebrew's probably had those too. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the the first beer I ever brewed, we we got that kit and it was the bucket, the five gallon bucket, and it has that little gasket, you know, that goes mm-hmm. in the hole. And I had my uh, airlock and I immediately plunged it right down into the beer, so mm-hmm. I had no no nothing to hold on to the airlock, so. Oh God! Until the next day, I got I got something else. I think I, I fashioned something out of like duct tape. And, yeah, Like right. It was horrible. What was the first beer you brewed? It was a Mexican lager, lager with ale yeast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's right. And it was um no one really taught us what to do with the dry yeast, so yeah. I just sprinkled it on the mm-hmm. top, and I was just sitting there waiting for it to start yeah. bubbling, and it took forever yeah. to actually start fermenting. Yeah, I was
0: going into our. I used to keep him in the room next door, and I would I'd probably go to that room once an hour. Oh yeah, and even once it started fermenting, like okay, count the bubbles, count the bubbles. Okay, yeah. okay we're not there yet. Okay, go back in 15 more minutes. Yeah, you know, it's like you, it's like <laughs> it's, you have a week. 15 minutes. You, have, you have a yeah, week to get it. this. It just I was Writes so down paranoid. In his journal. We did it. We did an Encasi Total Domination clone for our first beer. Oh nice! And it, it turned out to be not that, but it was still delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I I haven't done many clone recipes. Uh, I don't know. It was was it a kit?
0: Oh, no, but it was just extract. And oh, just just, extract. Yeah, and yeah. the guy, yeah, we would, we'd go into main brew and they'd be like, okay, you want this, like, you could tell them what beer you want and they'd just go boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that's nice. And it came, came out pretty close to what we were hoping for, <laughs> yeah. for our, especially for our first beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We've had some other uh, issues like where, you know, we'd like, oh, you're supposed to boil the oak before you put the oak chips in there. And yeah. <laughs> you get those tannins and.
1: Yeah, I use I would soak them in, you know, uh, if you don't want to boil I would smoke them. Uh, if you don't want like any kind of bourbon flavor, if you use vodka, mm-hmm. you can, yeah. you can soak them in there for a couple weeks, a month or so. And that really? does basically the same thing.
0: Strip them clean of everything. Yeah. There's not
1: real, <laughs> there's not really any flavor put that them... carries over from the vodka. So.
0: Put them in some lacquer. <laughs> just pure alcohol. Oh man. So what are some, uh, what are some homebrew victories you've had? Um,
1: I was living up in upstate New York and we joined a club, uh, called the Saratoga Thoroughbrews.
0: Hey, let's take a time out real quick. What's the issue over here, Marcus? Oh.
2: I just wondered if you want to rinse your glass out before we put uh. a goza in it. Or I got a little water here. You want to? Yeah. Are you good? We're,
0: okay. let's talk about some of the beers we drank real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off there, Chad. We'll get back to it. No, uh, it's okay. I know where I stand. So our uh, pre-show beer here was, uh, the 2015 <clears throat> Darkest Hour from Anchorage Brewing Company, which is delicious. Uh, then we just drank what, Marcus? The, it's
2: a 2013, uh, Moscow Russian Imperial Stout from Midnight brewed Sun. Brewed with rye from Midnight Sun.
0: Okay. So now we're going to wash our glasses out a little bit. And kind of cleanse our palate with what there, Chad? What do we have coming up here?
1: Uh, so this is from, uh, Prairie, uh, mm-hmm. Ales down in Oklahoma, and this is their, uh, Goza, and it's, uh, called Flare. And, you know, I, I, I talk a lot about Prairie just because, you know, uh, being from Oklahoma and, you know, uh, Chase and Colin Healy started this brewery. They're brothers, uh, and they specialize in farmhouse ales, but they do it extremely well. They've done collaborations with, uh Evil Twin, um mm-hmm. a bunch of different places. Jester huh. King. Um it smells funky. But they're they're putting out amazing beers in Oklahoma, uh, where, you know, the the market was pretty dry whenever I would lived there and just because of the the laws in Oklahoma, they have their brewery but they can only serve four percent alcohol on uh the premises. Really? Yeah. But I mean they make 11 plus percent beers, but <laughs> not just from Oklahoma, but I mean, they brew their beers really, really well. That's delicious. Yeah. It's, it's, this one is. That's just really clean. Mm-hmm. Apart from like, they, mm. they'll do big bourbon stouts, mm-hmm. um, but they really focus on, uh, you know, some wild fermentation and mm-hmm. they'll do, uh, they just did a, uh, a cool ship, uh, collaboration with Jester King this year. So okay. it'll probably be out a little bit later, but, um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they know what they, what they brew and they do it so well. Yeah, that's it's really, really good. good. This, but is the, it,
0: this is the kind of beer you can just drink all day long on a summer yeah. day. I mean,
1: any day really, but I mean, nice and a lot of bitterness in there too. Yeah. That's good. Marcus? They, um...
2: Oh, I'm just smelling, it's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out what it is on the nose that's, um. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, yeah, we all took a smell at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> That's almost like a nuttiness, but I know it's yeah, not. I, in, I know that's not in the beer, but I don't know if that's just from the
1: breath. I think it's from yeah, or, and, or even if it's. We rinsed our glasses out a little bit, but I don't know if it's hanging out from there. Yeah, maybe
2: it's hanging out from the stouts. Yeah,
1: but um, yeah, they. I mean, they, they brew some amazing beer, and I got lucky enough because um, I well, I chase was the the head brewer was home brewing the same time I was in Oklahoma, <laughs> and I should have taken up taken him up on it, but he had offered to like have me come and brew with him whenever he was back home brewing. Which I didn't do, but I got, I got to know a couple of those guys and Jake Miller, uh, <clears throat> a guy who used to work at Prairie, just moved out to, uh, Newburgh and is the new head brewer of Wolves and People that's gonna be opening. Yeah, I heard up. of that. Yep. Yeah, so, um, he used to be my connection down at Prairie so we could do trades and things like that, but. Right. Yeah, Um <clears throat> but Ben's bottle shop in Vancouver opened up and they actually have quite a selection of prairie. So yeah. now I can just go over a couple, you know, blocks from my house and actually get some prairie, which is amazing. And what's That's your great. address where you live? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: okay, so go back to your story. I'm sorry I cut you off. Oh no, it's okay.
1: I can actually put my words together. So, well, this is kind of a gloating story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Mm -hmm. So, I had, I had moved up to upstate New York and joined a homebrew club called the Saratoga Thoroughbrews because they have the Thoroughbred Racing in Saratoga, whatever. Yeah, pun. Um, and they did, uh, samplings at all their meetings. So, it was my first time there and I was like, I'm going to bring three beers and just do, uh, uh, get some feedback. So, Mislabeled two of my beers because I, <laughs> I mixed them up, and then I had a third one. And then they did the tastings and everything. And I, obviously, I I didn't do any of the tasting or judging and everything, but I came in first, second, and third place from the beer club out really? of everyone. It, with two miscategorized beers and no one <laughs> knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think I went back to one more meeting and I never went back because, like, it was, it was weird because I mean, they were friendly with me and everything, but I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. It, it was kind of embarrassing, but I was like, fuck yeah, on the way home. Mm-hmm. Like, I nailed it. But, um, No, it was just nice. I like to get good feedback, and I don't enter a lot of competitions anymore just because I just like to brew for myself. But it was just nice Mm -hmm. to get the recognition, you know. It's kind of like taking a
2: Mustang to a Prius club. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Was one of the categories you won in the Mexican lager ale yeast (laughs) category? It was the the new, uh, and I hadn't developed or finely tuned my brown
1: Kolsch at that point, so it was, uh, you know, that's another ongoing joke we have at the Brew Shack. The brown Kolsch will make make a... uh, there's no comeback. It's never yeah. going <laughs> yeah. no, to come. It's never going to come. No, but that was fun. But yeah, that was, that was cool. And then took a couple of ribbons in, uh, the New York State Fair, uh, and then a couple in the Clark County. And then I haven't entered any more competitions since then. I've been yeah. too busy, but okay. yeah, I really, I mean, I, I, that was, that, that was fun for a home brewer to go in yeah. and do that.
0: Yeah. I, I was hoping to get Adam on, uh Adam is the husband I'm the of the replacement? Uh, no, no, no. I wanted to get both of you on together. Uh Adam is the husband of Jenny who is on the other show that I oh, co host yeah. on In One Day Radio. Right. Because 'Cause he's been doing a lot of homebrewing with his brother and they've been doing a lot of local competitions and, yeah. and doing yeah. really well like getting some gold yeah. medals and, That's great. and you know uh so yeah, it would have been fun to have him on to talk about this as well. But uh, Marcus, have you had any like surprise success stories where you're like, ooh, that turned out way better than I thought, or it went in a different direction in a better way than I thought? Anything you can think of off the topic? Uh, of no, no, <laughs> everything went exactly <laughs> as planned. I'm a an massive, engineer.
2: We had a we. So you <laughs> typically, I, I and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I find, that I find that it's really hard to really fuck up a stout. Mm-hmm. Like that's a fairly easy. I know some breweries style do it, to do, yeah. but. We massively screwed up a, a chocolate stout. Oh, yeah, it didn't. was undrinkable. <laughs> yeah. And what, I what still happened to this to that? What, I don't know. I don't I didn't know enough about brewing at the time. <laughs> but you know, our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was bad. Well, was it just too thin or what was uh, on the body or
0: everything? Yes. Everything. <laughs> everything what, about what, it was terrible. Saying, it was I believe
2: a, I believe it wasn't uh yeah, there was not enough well, it was an extract brew, but there was not enough uh malt and sugar to carry the chocolate that we put in, so it was exceedingly bitter, bitter and yeah. thin. And it was it was bad. <laughs> it was well, not good. I'll
0: tell you one surprise we had was the the, the barley wine and stout we did the oak aged ones. Where I mean, trying to drink those a few months after we brewed them, I to me it was almost oh yeah undrinkable. you got rid of them yeah I, I just got rid of some of them and then yeah. you held on to all of yours mm-hmm. and two years later
2: they're delicious. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. A, a that that's a curious thing about beer, especially is mm-hmm. if. If you, if you feel like it's gonna be good, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long There's as
2: nothing, know. I mean, if you have the space, which I, which I have, you know, I have a, mm-hmm. I have a true basement, so I've got a cellar, so oh, to speak. Nice. Yeah. And so, if we, if we brew a a, an, a beer that either has you know the right bacteria and yeast content in it that it mm-hmm. might age properly or alcohol, I'll just let it ride. I mean, yeah. what's the difference? If it tastes bad now, if it tastes great in a year, then exactly, I've got something. But, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, well, kind of yeah. like with that the the pumpkin stout we made. I mean, that's we're, yeah, we're gonna let that age we, for. We, we, we I sh- actually want to taste it again now. But yeah, we we <clears throat> we tasted it and it's like, ooh, those oak chips are a little ripe, and let's let that sit a while. And so I said, well, we'll it next Halloween, isn't <laughs> that
1: the one – oh, Oh yeah, I was like, let say. <laughs> is that the one you brewed last fall? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We got uh, a I, shit ton of pumpkin. Seven <clears throat>
1: pounds
0: of pumpkin. Jeez.
2: <laughs> seven pounds of pumpkin, and uh, we got. And I know, I know, it's a, it's kind of a myth that you can actually get pumpkin flavor in a beer. At least, yeah, totally. But, is. Yeah But there's uh, but it's there was, nutmeg
0: Yeah yeah, uh. But there was There was
2: definitely A sweetness uh, Like of squash I'm not going to yeah. say It was pumpkin mm. flavor But there was something Coming through the mash well, guess That was what? not Pumpkin pie. is a
0: squash So that's funny. Well there you go
2: <laughs> uh, It's probably I'm sure it's fermented Out and gone by now But yeah. uh <clears throat> I've also thought It wouldn't I mean you know You can always save A lot Like that beer So the oak Is a little strong We mm. always could have Or still could Brew another batch And blend it back Yeah blend it back Is another yeah. awesome and there's option. Yeah so I mean maybe, I'm, maybe I'm a huge some, fan of blending Maybe mm. do something With some heavy molasses and <clears throat> yeah. kind of get that back to where yeah, we Yeah. So I think, you know, I, uh, we've had, we've had some good successes. I think ever since, you know, I've gone all grain, I, I, I personally don't feel uh, that we've made a bad beer yet. No. Um, and there's been a lot of really good oh, and you, solid beers. You and beers. Mike
0: have made some good stuff too. The maple porter. We made, yeah, we made mm. a,
2: ma- yeah, an English maple porter that, porter that was really good. Uh, I, a la what you've done. I just made my first, um, I did a, a light French saison, mm-hmm. uh, and then I, put in some brett and brux into it yep. as well That's what and I attenuated use. way way down and then I dry hopped it with some citra and simcoe so it was like some really nice just nice citrusy hop with the with the a little bit of that yeah. saison coming through is a it's a yeah. delicious beer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Funny you said that. I, I had something similar in the cooler over here that I I dry hop with Simcoe and, <clears> and, <throat> and use Brett Brooks after because I, I like to use I, I like to use Y yeast smack packs for my yeast. It's yeah. just what I've used forever. Did Brett
0: Brooks play for the Packers? <laughs> yeah. Brett Brooks? Yeah. Yeah, he was the water boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, just checking.
1: Um but yeah, I use that French Saison strain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it just it finishes super super low and yep. dry and, and just really good. Yep. Yeah. I
2: Right. It's a, it's a I favorite. I'm guess. gonna definitely repeat that and, and do yeah. various. Actually, I took five gallons of it and I split it and I've got half on plums and half on blackberries right nice. now. Nice. Yeah. And right. didn't dry hop it. Just to see what that would do. You know, just, oh, it's yeah. fun to play with stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah.
1: And splitting batches is, is, is so much fun. And I've got a pluot tree in my backyard and I do a awesome. pluot beer every other year when the fruit drops and, uh, yeah, some fun stuff. And I, and I mean, I've, I did a cool ship, uh, three days after my son was born. So, the okay. way I do it, alright. Yes, that's
2: what I'm asking. Cause I, cause I, I live out on a farm. I right. live on 10 acres. I'm next to horse. I've got, I'm, there's bacteria flying around like crazy. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do a wild fermented beer. But, you know, a cool <laughs> ship on a homebrew level, I'm like, well, I need a, something thermal to let it, the temperature not drop too fast or, you know. Please
0: things. explain to our listeners what cool ship means. So cool ship is a, <laughs> it's not a Jefferson Starship album.
2: It's a, it's a, uh. It's even cooler than that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a very
1: wide, uh open fermentation vessel it typically it's a rectangle uh what you're trying to do is create as much surface area uh to collect any wild bacteria does anchor do that that's uh, what the does the yeah. does it um allagash okay jester king uh prairie does cool ships um
2: and then a lot of belgian breweries yeah too. yeah so French. essentially
1: i had i had talked to some of those guys that had brewed them before and and really what you want to do and if you're going to sit outside is, I, I bought those, uh, almost like chafing dishes from a kitchen supply store. I got two of them that have a pretty wide surface area and I use two of them for five gallons. Um, but you want to get the temperature low, like outside ambient temperature in the low forties to high thirties. Mm-hmm. And basically you brew, you know, like you would do any other sour beer, low hop additions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can throw some acid malt in mm-hmm. and just throw it in there and set it overnight and then next morning. So there's no concern about
2: it, uh, dropping temperature too fast. No, not too fast, that.
1: especially cause, I mean, it'll, it'll drop down to, I mean, overnight, I'll brew it and put it in the cool ship around midnight and go out at like eight or, you know, even before then seven or eight and it'll be down to, uh, probably 50. Yeah.
0: So okay. in Marcus's neighborhood, okay. what would stop the coyotes from drinking it? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely okay. nothing. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I,
1: I, I collected some, uh, some yeast from my trees outside and did some yeast traps and actually got a strain that can ferment. Uh, so I, I harvested it and propagated it up and I'm, I, I brewed one batch of beer with it and it's, uh, about a year ago and it's starting to form a really nice pellicle. So I'm just going to let it go. Neat. Well, that's the cool thing about sour beers is you never really know how they're going to turn out because like a year to a yep. sour beer is pretty much nothing. Yeah. Just let it keep going. There or, you go.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, <clears throat> this 23rd of April is the 500th anniversary. Of uh, the German purity law, and there's actually—hang on, I gotta, I gotta get this all right here. That's
2: not an oxymoron, huh? What's that? German purity. German purity yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sounds... part
2: German. It's okay for me to make this joke. Yeah, I was gonna right. say it, it, it's okay. It sounds
0: very. Uh, so, <laughs> so there's an actual Holocaust-y. there's an actual <laughs> term for this, and I'm, I'm gonna play it for you because I can't say it.
1: Reinheitsgebot. Right. I'm not I wearing get, headphones, I so pronounce. I can't hear it. I, I, I was gonna try to learn how That's to it. Oh, sure, you guys don't it.
0: have your headphones, right? That's, uh, Gebot. Yeah. Okay. That's why we're, I are it i play it one more time.
1: Reinhardtsgebot. Yeah.
0: Reinhardtsgebot. Reinhardt's 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so was it, like 500 years ago, the Germans basically said that to make beer, you can only have, uh, what three ingredients are you familiar? Yep, three,
1: three ingredients: water, barley, and hops. hops they hops. didn't know that yeast was was what it was, was, was actually fermenting. making was it. Was the fermented? Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm not super familiar. I mean, I I used to read about it, but um, I think it was and it was to reserve the rye and the wheat for the bread makers. Yep, the yeah. bakers. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. So it was uh, and even came down to like the price of beer, mm-hmm. like ha- what you was, could charge for it. They and, had
0: laws about how much you could charge, and yeah. you could get into some big trouble if you went over yeah. that. Like, Big trouble,
1: which like every beer now you have, it I mean, it would be hard pressed. I, there, there are some that are out there, but I mean, wheat and rye and uh, all the other ingredients play such a big role. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably every beer we've had here has at least had rye and wheat in it, yeah, yeah, it yeah, probably,
0: yeah. So, anyways, uh, congratulations <clears throat> and happy birthday to the German purity laws, 500 years old.
1: Do we know when it was repealed, or they stopped using it, or?
0: I don't know if they ever did really repeal it. I mean, I think there's still kind of an
1: unofficial. Well, there's some breweries that still boast it. They're, right, they'll uh, still put that tag on their beers. Yep,
2: exactly, and uh, I know. But that's not correct, right? I mean. You gotta have yeast. Well, but, right. So exactly. they just, they just, what, what, what do they do? Like, oh, we only use these three ingredients, and then whatever happens well, after that, we we'll well, leave it outside. I it's 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 that's beyond our control.
0: You can only add, you put your three things in it, and then whatever happens after that is up to, you know, God. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> uh, but you know, you look at, uh, Stone Brewery, who just went into Germany and opened up their, their first brewery over in Germany, and there was a lot of opposition to it, but they, I, I was, I was watching this thing where the Stone guys were going out on the streets of Germany, they were taking some German beers and they were taking some stone beers and doing blind taste tests with the Germans. And guess who the Germans liked the most? The stone the beers. The Germans. Oh. Damn. Hmm. Budweiser. Budweiser. Yeah. Budweiser. So anyways. So. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm <remember laughs> that. Glad, glad we talked about that. <laughs> no,
1: I, it, 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 it was always, it, it, yeah, it was always fascinating. It's just like, I mean, all the different flavors that, you know, and what a time to be alive, <laughs> to only use one malt.
0: <laughs> oh. That must be weird. Okay, and no you know kidding. the beer. What's up next here, guys?
2: Uh, well, do you want to... Uh, well, we, we have two really difficult choices. They're both terrible beers. Yeah, what do we, we have? We apparently have a 2014 Parabola.
0: From Firestone
2: Walker. What's and then that? we have a Putin from the wood, or just Putin. Putin from uh, Hair of the Dog.
0: Let's do the Parabola, and then if we still need to, we can open your Putin. Otherwise, you can save it. How about that? Open your Putin. Okay. Open your Putin. So, uh, I'm going to we'll let, you, work on let that. you open that up there. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it seems like we're kind of stout heavy today, and there's a reason for that, because we did a top six list last uh, show, which was IPA. Which and is the
2: definitive list, of course. Yes. Yeah, those, everyone drink yes. only those.
0: We'll get that published out and send it out to all the winners. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, of course, we did not. It couldn't be Imperial. It couldn't be Fresh Hopped, and it couldn't be a session beer, because that just opens up too many floodgates. And with this list, we're doing stout. Uh, it can be Imperial, but it can't be barrel aged, which was really hard. Cause originally I, I told you guys no barrel age and no Imperial. And we were really struggling. I was like, you know what, let's open up the door. Let's, let's do some yeah. Imperials. And I I could have gone all Imperial because you know, I, I love Imperial stouts, but I, I definitely want to put some non Imperials on my list. Just to give them a shout out. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you said my top six, and I went with it. <laughs>
1: well, then it was. Um, uh, what do we got here? here. And it of was. Kind of, <clears throat> it was kind of hard to even find like imperial stouts that weren't bourbon barrel. Right. right. Like, I was like, oh my god. there's a is... few of
0: them that I actually had to like look them up, and they're like, oh, that's barrel aged. Damn it. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, Marcus, you want to start us off with your number six? Sure.
2: Uh. Yeah. So these are Let stouts. Me
0: Imperial or non-imperial, not barrel-aged. Did I start a,
2: last time? That will be another list. Oh, fine, Chad. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go start for with my, number six. Okay, number
0: six. Yes. And, oh, and why mm. do we do a top six list, not top five?
2: Because you don't get a five-pack, you get a six-pack. You get pack. a six-pack. There you go. Mm. There you go. Boom. Uh, I'm gonna start with mm. number six, and I don't know if you're gonna allow me to do this one. Why? Um, but I'm, because it was just one year. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, so it's Stone's Imperial Russian Stout, but it's their Espresso Stout. Oh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and that was released in 2013. Nice. Uh, I am a coffee fiend. I love coffee. So I say
0: what it was, I'm, I'm writing everything down it's here. It's Stone. Stone's,
2: uh, I think the exact name was Stone Espresso, Espresso Imperial Russian Stout. Okay. And so they're, uh, I love coffee. I love, I think it pairs mm-hmm. really well with Stout's. I, I mean, love as, coffee. as a lot of, A lot of Imperial Stouts have coffee or coffee notes in them. Mm -hmm. And even you can get that from the malts themselves, a lot of coffee notes. Um, uh And so this one, I I actually really – probably the there were two gateway beers for me into Imperial Stouts, and it was Rogues imperial stout mm-hmm. um, because it was easily available mm-hmm. um, and it came in that really cool like clay bottle oh, and I think yeah, it still yeah. does maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, with a pop top on it. Mm-hmm. And, and then Stone's imperial stout, uh, Russian imperial stout was available up here pretty quickly as well and mm-hmm. and I still think that's a fantastic beer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this, just adding the espresso on top of that just elevates mm-hmm. it for me okay. it makes it actually a little smoother i think uh mm. because i'm not sure if they actually add any uh anything to smooth it out um like you know any lactose or something i don't think they do but um yeah, i don't know but it's got still really strong roasty character to it it's got coffee mm-hmm. um it's a delicious beer
1: there you go nice chad number six uh so not perfect order but you yeah. know um, <laughs> i screwed up my ipa order oh. <laughs> Um, I went ahead and just went with the Chutes Obsidian, uh, just as a standard stout goes. I that, mean, it, for a standard stout, it is, it may be the best, just, it's you really know, good. pure, just That yeah, was on stout. my
0: backup list.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, for moving out here Pacific Northwest, it was, it was hard because when I lived up in, uh, you know, mm. the New England, we had a lot of stouts, but coming right. out here, it didn't really have that, and I, I missed that malt flavor, and um to be honest, whenever I moved out here, I had never even heard of the shoots Brewery. Mm-hmm. So when I came out here that was one of the first bottles I grabbed was the Obsidian and I was like, Oh yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. Now now we're, now and, and we're I know what their uh their their uh <clears throat> what's their Porter? Black Butte Black, Black Butte. That Black Butte Porter. Yeah. Um I they I remember going like to your a, beer? I remember going to another very prominent Oregon brewery one time and they were having a dock sale where they were selling cases of their porter for like $10. That's insane. And I said, "What is going on?" He goes, "We're we're done making porter. We can't keep up. Black Butte has just killed us. We can't make a beer as good as that beer." Wow. Yeah. It's a great porter yeah, too. That, yeah, that's so. a nice porter. I think it was
3: one
1: of John's recipes too.
0: Yeah. Probably. There you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. That okay. would make sense. Yep, good stuff. Uh, my number six, I discovered this at the last uh, North American Organic Brewers Festival, and now called this the Organic Brewers Festival this year, uh, and it's Samuel Smith's Organic Chocolate Stout. Yeah. I yeah. think that is – I've got another chocolate stout mm-hmm. on my list, but I'll explain – that when we get to it, but this is my favorite, just regular chocolate stout. And I'm not an organic beer fan, but I love this beer, mm-hmm. and it's a great blending beer as well for if you want to, you know, do some other things with like a chili beer or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. This, oh, it's such a good, and you can find it just about anywhere. So yeah, it's it's affordable. So. I
1: think Sam Smith's, uh, it may have been their oatmeal stout, yep. or it may have been the chocolate one, but that was the first beer my wife drank on her 21st birthday. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, and Sam I mean, obviously, th- that was that was a lot of gateway beers for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I, I, I remember having that in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was at a, some steakhouse in Chicago, and the oatmeal stout was there, and I got that, and... Was that was you know because I was just used to at that point it was like Bridgeport and Widmer you know this brewing was starting to take off in Portland so that was a big magic moment for me Mm -hmm. yeah Marcus you're number five I'm
2: with you on that too there's another one I think it's just their straight imperial stout I don't know everything's done in a in a uh, is it called Tadcaster or is it just done in a I'm not sure I don't know but it's their their beers are great yeah Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh my next one is gonna be um speedways from in yep. uh Speedway Stout from Alesmith. Mm-hmm. Uh it's got another it's another one that's got coffee notes to it. Um it's got chocolate notes to it. Um mm-hmm. it's a it's just an awesome, fairly readily available Imperial stout out mm-hmm, here and, mm-hmm. and it was probably the next tier that was made available and it's been available out here for a while. I've and got they some great variants I've, on I've it. I've got too. a few in my cellar. Yeah. And they yeah. they do, yes. Uh we just had the coconut or the uh, Hawaiian version, which was a coconut infused yeah. version. Nice. I've had Vietnamese mm-hmm. coffee version, ooh, ooh, which was one. really that good. Where'd
0: good. you get that without me, son of a bitch? Sorry, <laughs> I got to come over this table.
2: He wasn't kidding about the knife <laughs> earlier, was too? he? <laughs> um, it's full body, you know, mm-hmm. tongue coating. It's just, it's a really solid. Uh, Imperial Stout. So excellent. That, that's my next one. Chad,
0: number yeah.
1: five. <clears throat> yeah, Speedway was uh was gonna be only list, and I kind of I, I figured someone was gonna do Sam Smith's, and. Uh, I didn't want to double up. Uh, I'm actually going to go with, uh, it's called Black Cat Stout, hmm. and it's from a brewery in Yeah, you're Portsmouth, probably going yeah. to have
2: some East Coast, yeah, that we haven't had.
1: Yeah, um, and, and actually this is probably the only East Coast one I had on there, oh, but, okay. um, uh, out in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, it's a small brew pub, uh, ha- highly sought after uh, out there, um, but if you've ever heard of Smutty Nose Brewing in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, this is a sister company and it's their small brew pub down in the middle of town. It is tiny. Basement brewery, uh, nice tap list up top, but they're black cat stout. What it are was, they called? Uh, it's just called Portsmouth Brewing.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, but all their labels are those cardboard, like, uh, you know, almost construction paper and they handwrite on every single label, like that mm-hmm. small and, you can take it from – but I remember having that black cat stout and just what you would think of a typical New England-style stout, just big, roasty, and drinking it during the mid of February when it's uh, off-season, about two inches or two feet of snow in Portsmouth. It was just – it was incredible.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So mm. – um I, I like those. Stuff. I like when people have a memory – yeah, I can totally. To, that, to a beer. Mm-hmm. Beer memories. I hate that. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. There's nothing more I hate uh, yeah, Drives me it's crazy. reminiscing. It's like that
2: and Al Qaeda, they're really close. <laughs>
0: Well, my number five is ISIS Porter Stout. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. great. No, my number five is from. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna suck up a little bit here and say Fort George Cavatica.
2: Damn you! Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I, I I'm sure it it's got to be on your list. That's on my backup. They're,
0: hey, this isn't a draft. The first one. Yeah, we can repeat yeah, you, beers. You, you can repeat beers. <laughs> yeah, on our other show we do a draft. I mean, thing, if you're into that, yeah, you can okay. repeat beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fort George, their their Cavatica Stout is just it's it's incredible. It's such a good standard stout, and you get some of the variants on that one and. You just, oh, you lose your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So, I, yeah. You can probably say more about it than I can, Chad, I mean, but.
1: Well Covatica Stout, yeah, I mean another one that was uh super great and obviously all the different variants they have down there. Oh with, man, they have uh,
2: so they use that as a yeah. base for like yeah, everything. Oh, yeah. What's but, the um, one variant which, which, which means they're all gonna be good.
0: What's the oh, one yeah. variant they put out in the four pack, the cans? It's
2: it's their bourbon barrel age version of Covatica. Yeah, yeah,
1: they actually did a bottle release of it this year. Yeah. There's still some you can still find them around. I have
2: one yeah, I have one in my cellar. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: They had an infection problem two years ago with some, so people were sending mm. them back and I was just, just give them to me, I'll yeah, take all I, of like. <laughs> a belgian like you know, the infected like abyss year was great uh, yeah, yeah i just had one of those <laughs> this year yeah but um yeah with wait what was i don't know george mm-hmm. yeah i stout i remember the first time i um i had some people uh from back home and and uh back east that tried it they're like that's a really hoppy stout like hmm. like they taste the hops and the mm, stout and yeah. Because just the bitterness wasn't just the roastiness. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. also from the hops and everything. That always stood out to me. I was like, yeah, you know what?
2: You're right. They, yeah. It, it, it does come through. Yeah, but it's no. something like an 80 IBU beer. I mean, it's up there Yeah, it's, the international it's, bitterness It's got to it's
1: gotta be. A, yeah, I think it's at least 60 and probably more. Yeah. Uh, ah, <clears throat> I could probably be exactly wrong on that
2: one. Yeah, I probably, I'm probably i just pulling that off the top <laughs> of my head. I, I'm probably just quoting it wrong. Yeah. Marcus, your number negative. four
0: non-barrel-aged <clears throat> stout.
2: My number four non-barrel-aged stout. Yes. This one, uh, is not quite an, it's, it's in between Imperial and Regular Stout. Um, and it's fairly recent and it is super available. Um, and that is, uh, Stone's Chaco Vesa. Um, I hear you. That's a, it, there's so much complexity and interesting notes going on with that beer. Uh, especially for the price point. That is one of the lower price point stouts out there.
0: And I have a feeling we'll get into that a little bit more with probably something else that's higher on your list. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Possibly? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. It's, it's on a, mine. It's a
2: mocha stout, <laughs> it's got coffee, peppers, cinnamon, yep. it's mm-hmm. got pumpkin, I mean, nutmeg. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, and, and vanilla. Egg. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a really great beer. Uh, you know, is it is it my top? No, but it's a fantastic no, beer. Taka it's complex. Is yeah. And the price point is amazing. So, yeah. I mean, that one makes my list just based off of that. Yeah. It, yeah. I want to
1: try that one.
0: It's in my. It was in one of my backup lists. It didn't. Yeah. Quite, yeah. I, I wrote out like how many ten. lists do you have? I made, I made. I made. I put ten on my thing. then Just before you guys backups. showed up, I went and pulled my top six out of the. He's ten. tattooed
2: his top six list of every beer. <laughs> yeah. on his no, on his body, on his ass, right? To <laughs> shoot some No, that's where the Belgians. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Hey, hey! <laughs> we stopped listening to you hours ago.
0: I, I you know what? I don't. Have to, this is my show. <laughs> I don't have to tolerate any of this. Uh, Chad,
1: you're number
2: four.
0: <laughs>
1: Cavatica uh, Stout next. Okay. Yeah. I did
2: that in the IPA list, too. I repeated some. You okay. put Cavatica on the IPA list? I did. No, <laughs> oh, 80 IBUs. Let's do it. Untapped well, IPA. As A. My oh, number okay. four
0: probably isn't on anybody's list, and I, I really like this beer. When it came out, I, I was stunned because and I, I do like this brewery uh, it's a fun brewery it's a fun brewery to go to uh but i went with gigantic's most premium russian imperial stout i put that one on mine too you got it yeah boom That's no a- i i, I
1: have, have they brewed that beer more than once uh
0: i don't know because
1: i don't think they do i think they i think they only brew it one time and i think the ipa that they bottle is the only one
0: they keep Right. That they keep doing. Yeah, gigantic is real po- popular for not repeating beers, and you just no, get I, things when they come out. And I agree. I they have I, a few I, flagship things that they do. And... But I found
1: a bottle of it. Um, I mean, I had a bottle of it like a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and then I found another one like four or five months ago and had it. And it's just oh. amazing. Yeah. It rounded out. I'm sure some bottle so shops good. probably
0: hold on to them yeah. and mm-hmm. put them out. No, once
1: that's in good. While. No, I I love that beer. And no. Frank Kozik did the artwork for the bottle with no. the grasshopper on the front. Uh yeah, amazing. They they do some good beers. Yeah, it's, delicious.
0: it's really good. Okay. Good, good, good. Marcus, number right. 3.
2: I think I think I'm going to go with this one. Um this is a solid one. This is one actually that Sean introduced me to. He first got this one, um uh Founders Breakfast Stout. Ah. Um so. Is that on your list too? <laughs> yes, son of a. I'm done. It, it
0: just it just happens, Chad. I'm done. That just tells you that we all like we all, we all like understand, we all like beer. We all I understand. I think
2: it's I think it's a fantastic uh, description of a beer, breakfast stout, because everything you can taste all the flavor components to it. You know, it's got uh, it's got chocolate, it's got coffee. Um, a little bit of roastiness, but it's all in moderation. It's mm-hmm. kind of mild, it's, it's kind of mild in mm-hmm. flavor. And so it's really easy drinking. It's like, oh yeah, I could pour this on my cereal or I, could, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, it's a really just pleasant stout to drink.
0: And when you open a beer at eight o'clock in the morning on Sunday and explain to your parents, I'm not an alcoholic. It says breakfast yeah, stout. A, I'm right. supposed to. <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to happen. <laughs>
2: yeah. You raised me. <laughs> um, and you know, I, I, we've gotten a, we've been lucky enough to get, uh, some bottles of this. <clears throat> Locally, I've got yep. a, a hookup in Chicago. He's been getting me stuff, you know, from yep. Founders, and so yeah, it's a uh, legally, of course, all legal, uh, all legal. Yep, yeah. So, so Founders, some of that KBS that we were yes. talking about earlier. Oh, I need some of KBS. I heard this <laughs> year's KBS supposedly is. Uh, uh, I would like to judge that for myself personally, uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if anyone's listening,
0: yes, on Twitter, you send it to my Twitter. Chad, number three. <clears throat> so which one
1: should I list first that was doubled up? Uh, the most, in, most, in, <laughs> the, the Russian Imperial Stout from Gigantic. Obviously, uh, yeah, that one was, I love, one of my favorite styles of the beer is Baltic Porters and just it, big roasty flavors and I kind of got that and the difference between it and, you know, obviously stouts, you get a little more of the roasty and the body flavor coming through, but yeah. no. They I mean, they nailed it. I yeah. I, I love gigantic. Ben yeah. does some awesome stuff down there.
0: Good stuff. <clears throat> uh, my number three, and I talked a little bit earlier about uh, chocolate stout. This is Rogue's double chocolate stout. Yeah, that's one of my backup oh, list too. God, this it it's like just It's like eating a chocolate bar. It's so yeah. delicious, and just the roastiness of the the, the stout itself. It, it's 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 so good. I love it. It comes mm. out every once in a while. Just look for the big red bottle. The big red. Oh, man, you can't go wrong. You blend it with a little bit of their hazelnut, uh the, the hazelnut. It's called brown. a Heath Bar,
2: right? They, call, they No, they or, call it a Snickers. Oh, a Snickers Bar. Yep. Oh, okay.
0: nice. Yep. Because so you get the nuts and the chocolate. Mm-mm-mm. That sounds mm. good.
2: I'm always interested in nuts and chocolate. I've
0: heard that about you. <laughs> and uh, with that, what's your number two there, Marcus? Oh, yeah.
2: Well. <laughs> well. Since nobody makes <laughs> a beer called nuts and chocolate, um... <laughs> Just an yeah, we'll idea. Throwing it out there. My, yeah. my next top two makes me sound like a fanboy, uh, but I'm just gonna say it, uh, be- then they're beers that I just had recently, but they're quite honestly some of the best execution of the style for me. Um, and I'm gonna go with Sump from Perennial oh, as my that, number two. That was delicious. We just had that on the last show, actually. Yes, we did. And that was like the third time I've had that. And it's a, and it, they're very verbose in sharing what it is. Their description is an imperial stout brewed with Sump coffee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it. Um, nice. the thing I like about the beer itself is that it is, um, the mouthfeel on it. It's just, it just coats your tongue. It's rich. It's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of depth of flavor and it's hard to describe beyond, you know, you actually tasting it yourself. Um, it just, it just has a lot going on with, but it's, but again, it is what it says. It's an imperial style. I mean, you get notes of chocolate, you get roast, you get, uh, the coffee, obviously. Mm. Um, but it is just blended really, I don't know who's blending that beer, but they're doing, they have a really good touch to it and it's, mm. it's, it's, uh, my favorite coffee forward. Mm-hmm. Beer. Good, good, so, good. There you go.
1: All right, Chad, number two. Number two, uh, breakfast out from founders.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're like in the bad rotation. I know. Yeah. I, I'm in
1: really the unprepared with you the mean, multiple you, backup multiple? Oh, you're saying list. following
2: Marcus? Yeah. That's <laughs> I won't well, change my list
1: because I'm second.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Sean. Anything
0: you want to add? <laughs> or are you good?
1: Please send me some? Yes. <laughs> I, no, it's really good. I, um, I actually, uh, my, my good friend and, and you know him too, Mike Umpress, uh, shared yes. a bottle with me. PDX uh, Beer Geeks. Yep, PDX yep. Beer Geeks, uh, which you should have him on. Yeah.
0: He's been on, well, yeah, we'll oh, get guess, him on this. Yeah, we'll get he, him on he's here. been on the other show many times. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he was kind enough and, uh, we were doing, uh, I was recording a little, uh, Plug for his uh, one of his his uh, mixtape events for David Bowie, and he brought a bottle over, and we pretty much just got drunk on, cable, or on breakfast out and recorded some <laughs> audio. And I was like, I don't even know if we're ever gonna use it, but uh, I think we did actually. But <laughs> no, um, no, I, I can't say anything about it that's already been said. Just yeah. I mean, those that founders kills it. Yeah, I, they do. I I used to have a couple of people I could uh, you know trade with legally out there, and uh, they fell through, so I'm missing it.
0: <laughs> Thrown out the legally. <laughs> Uh, yep. my number two is a repeat of Marcus's number five, Alesmith Speedway Stout. Yep. Just it's good yeah. stuff. It's a that's a great, great stout. So yeah. Can't say All right. a more so. Marcus, your number one. Well, my number
2: one is again and again, I just had this for the first time in the last year, and I've had it multiple times now, is Perennials of uh-huh. Um, That is the Cadillac version of Stone's Chaco Vesa. Yep. And, and I think that's about, what you were getting at, talk right?
0: About the price point. I mean, Chaco Vesa price... is what, $10, $15, somewhere uh, in the middle choc- there?
2: Choco Vase? No, it's ch- so you get a twelve ounce bottle of Choco Vase. It's like four or five bucks, really, for a twelve ounce. Okay. Bottle.
0: Oh, you know, because I just got the charred version, which okay. was a little more. That was like. Okay, 20. then you got the
2: barrel aged version. Yeah. We can't yeah. talk about that here, Sean.
0: That's not, your not rule. I, recipe. I, I, hey, I um, did not say it's on my list. Yeah. I'm just saying it was delicious. Yeah.
2: But Perennial's of Braxis, which is also not barrel aged. Is twenty dollars a bottle? It's a it's a seven fifty milliliter.
0: Is it twenty or twenty five?
2: It was. Oh, it's twenty five. Yeah, you're right. 25. Sump is twenty. Yeah. Um, it's really expensive. However, <laughs> it is better. I mean, in my opinion, it is better. It does. It, it just again. It has a richness. Yeah. I know Obed, who was our first show.
0: He he thinks Chaco Vesa, pound for pound, is just as good. But
2: yeah, I mean, it's really good. It's on number three on or four on my list, whatever yeah. it was. Um, it's a really good beer, but a Braxus is just it's perfect. It's just got more, yeah. yeah. The, the bounce. So it also has the chilies. It has, uh, you mm. know, uh cinnamon. It has vanilla. It's it's a uh, it's got chocolate, but the blending again is just perfect. I yeah. mean, you get all those notes. They're they're subtle, but they're there. It's really rich. You know, again, the mouthfeel, tongue coat. It's the whatever they're doing for a blending procedure there or. They're nailing it. They're nailing it. And so, and I'm, and again, uh, perennial is a brand new brewery for us out here in Oregon. We've yeah, for only the most been, part, yeah. we've had them for about six months, maybe. I mean, yeah. they, they haven't been distributing out here long. Um, fantastic. You know, it's, yeah. is it, the price point? Yeah, sure. It makes me kind of go, but if mm. you're, if this is, Not including price, it's definitely... I'm happy when I can
0: find them on tap somewhere so I don't have to buy the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Because they are spendy, but man, they're they're delicious. Yes. They make delicious beer. Chad, number one. Um,
1: And I was going to put a Brax on there, but I haven't actually tried it yet. (laughs) <laughs> but okay. no, but I, I I have a bottle of you, it. Well, you are following me, so are you sure yeah. you don't want to just
2: you, just piggyback? <laughs> no,
1: I'm joking. But no, I I have a bottle of a Braxis at home, and I just I haven't drank it yet because I it's I just bought it a couple months ago, and I don't know how long I want to sit on it. But now after listening to you, I'm probably going to throw it in the fridge and have it tomorrow night. The
2: bottle, at least the bottle I had, was fantastic. Okay, yeah. yeah,
1: I I really wanted that beer. Um, but I'm going to go number one. Uh, with Prairie's Bomb, which yes. is. It, I, very close to you know the flavor profile of a So
2: that's one I want to try and have not gotten oh, well, to try see, yet. And Never will work it. Never tried it. Out. Yeah.
1: So Prairie Bomb, it's about thirteen percent and it's a big stout. They uh, they do a double mash uh, yeah. and then a super long boil. And uh, coconut nibs, vanilla, uh, chilies, and coffee. So, I mean, essentially like... like Four beautiful know. words. <laughs> yeah. And they do a whole series of um, th- different aging on that. But the, the regular bomb is not oak-aged. Um, but they do like a pirate bomb, which is aged in rum barrels. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic, too. Wow. Um, they just do a lot of stuff. Kind of like with... Uh, Fort George and Cavatica they kinda use the recipe for a base for mm-hmm. everything. I would have to assume that probably Prairie uses a variation of that recipe for like their, uh, Prairie Noir series, which is, uh, aging some wine barrels and <clears throat> things like that. But, mm-hmm. um no, uh, Bomb is, is incredible. Yeah. And they only You'll comes have to from 12 set, a set ounce up bottles. one of these days. I mm-hmm. know. I am out of it too, unfortunately. <laughs> I I went through it and I didn't share it. He says with a case Ben's sitting at market. home. Is that Ben's? Oh, Ben's bottle shop. Bottle shop. Yeah. Ben's. What's that name again? Ben, Ben's, Ben's bottle, bottle shop. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Ben, Ben's no, bottle they uh they they may have some. I'll 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 talk to them. But they they have a lot of their prairie stuff. But no, and it's not just the fanboy Oklahoma stuff either. But it, I mean, it is it's incredible. No, I've <laughs> I've, I've I've heard it's it
2: from anyone that's had it. Has, said, has yep. echoed that. Yeah.
0: Hmm. My number one, uh, yeah, Marcus, you, you stole my thunder again. Perennial Abraxas, Yeah. delicious yep. stuff, yeah. hard to beat. Uh, we don't need to talk about that anymore because it's just that damn good. Mm-hmm. So let's. I, we went to do this uh, in episode one. I wanted to give a shout out to at least one brewery every episode, and mm-hmm. we we ran out of time last week, or well, two weeks ago. Uh, so our, our inaugural uh, brewery to talk about is Fort George, and it's never sh- heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of them. Do they make IPA? They, they make some of the best IPAs. Where they is make the some Suicide the...
1: Squeeze? Did you save any cans? Oh yeah, where is it? Yeah, you drank the last where one is it? Saturday, God, sir. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> Did you, have you not had it? Well, I mean, I had the first release like two it's years different. ago. No, it's different. I know it's higher ABV. I know. Okay. I know everything. You're and the you, cans
0: change color. Shut up! When they...
1: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, and it has uh, hops in
0: it. Yeah, I had one can left and we drank it on Brew Day. Sorry. Oh
1: no, that's awesome.
0: Ah, uh, so good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It, Go on, I'm sorry, I I really wanted to interrupt. That's what you. what you
0: get for the bomb. I'm <laughs> not bringing bomb. <laughs> I brought
1: something else.
0: There's homebrew in there.
2: It's homebrew is great. It's yeah. just as good. Yeah, I believe
0: you. So let's talk about Fort George. What do you guys like about Fort George? Because I love Fort George. Yeah,
2: I was just there last weekend. Uh, love it. What isn't to like about Fort George? They're
0: they're one of the like. It seems like a lot of breweries kind of have their their one thing they do really well. Fort George makes everything really good. They, they we, great stouts, I think we great talked about this great. on In
2: One Day Radio. Probably. Um, uh, you know, we talked about favorite breweries or whatever and, I, and Fort George was on my list mm-hmm. because everything they do is good. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it, if it's not, you know, my my favorite of all time, which that some of their beers are. Uh, I don't think they've
0: ever made a non-drinkable everything make, beer. Everything they make, mm.
2: everything they make is solid. Yeah. I've loved everything that they. Their barrel made.
0: aging program is delicious. Their IPAs are. I mean, they, they make a lot of different IPAs well, they, they, too. they do a
2: lot of different mm-hmm. styles. Multiple too.
0: session IPAs, imperial IPAs, the the three way collaborations.
2: Yeah,
1: just and and yes. just talking about what you get in packaging. I mean, but going into exactly. the brewery yeah. is just incredible. Yeah, everything you can imagine on tap. Yeah. Well and then um, you talk
2: about the brewery itself is incredible. If you've ever gone to Fort George, mm-hmm. the experience of going there is fantastic. Yeah. I mean they've got they've got a wood-fired oven upstairs and that whole upstairs space is great. <sighs> yeah. Uh a lower area with the bar. They've got another bar in the brewery itself that good you can go to with a different tap list. Good fu- yeah. food, um,
0: a nice view of the water from no. way back.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> In, in Fort George's,
1: uh, obviously, I, 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 I go up to Astoria a lot, or I used to, when my wife was finally like, please, let's go somewhere else other than Astoria, <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. But, um, what no, we
2: hey, this other town here? like, Gearhart, so you can drive to Astoria really easy?
1: <laughs> go to Longview, we're <laughs> yeah, halfway there. We're halfway let's there, let's just go all the way. <laughs> <laughs> smells in this mill town. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, what I love about Fort George and, you know, obviously the, the beers that they brew are incredible and, and just the atmosphere and what they've done with those places. But um, the people that work there are amazing. Um, uh, Jack and Chris, the owners, uh, are just the most friendly people and down to earth you could ever meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it was so weird because I, I met – the first time I met um, Tim – uh, who is the sales manager, uh, he had posted a video before Festival of Dark Arts three years ago of him doing a, uh, stout month. He chugged a can of Cavatica and I think probably like four or five seconds. Ouch. So I made a parody video right before mm. Festival of Dark Arts where it was actually the first episode of the Brewshack show. Now that I think about it, but it took me like two minutes to chug a can and I kept like looking at the clock and, <laughs> and I posted it right before, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously as a gag uh. and, uh, I posted it right before I went up to the brewery and uh they recognized me and and just started being friendly and i got to know them and then i got to meet um their marketing guys nathan and brad and then eventually it steamrolled into brewing with jack and chris is like told me when i was shooting an episode when they did the brewery uh, collaboration with the commons when they did plasm a couple summers ago They're really good beer yeah, yeah uh chris just like chad you're our biggest fan and i was like i got it on tape yeah, <laughs> I can keep that forever. No, it, it's. I mean, it's a. And fun now place. I can say yeah. I know you. Yeah, <laughs> Or George's biggest fan. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it, but it, you're right. All the beers that they put out, and even like, I'll find myself buying eighteen eleven four pack if it's like a mm. super hot day and just yes. like, damn, it's a fucking good beer. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the other thing that I I really respect about them is they're not afraid to put. The, the, the canning date on their vortex, mm-hmm. you, you know exactly how fresh that beer is. A lot of breweries won't do that because they don't know how long it's going to sit. And Fort George is like, Hey, we're putting it out there. Yeah. Here you go. You'll, you'll know exactly. Where. And I've actually picked up cans and I thought it's a little too old and I've put it back. Yeah. But that I, I respect them for that, you mm-hmm. know. No, and, and yeah, and
1: especially this year's uh, upcoming three-way, how they landed Barley Browns, oh my I don't God. know, but man.
0: I tried the beta last
1: week. Yeah, you said you tried. Oh. Uh, he was texting me from the brewery,
0: <laughs> just <laughs> taunting me.
2: Really? You think it's hard for them to land Barley Browns? Well, I mean, I...
0: I, I think they've been trying to make it happen yeah. for a while. Oh, okay, yeah. I see.
2: <laughs> I mean, Melvin makes great IPAs. Barley Browns, I don't even need to talk yeah. about. I know. They, They're yeah, like the, the IPA... Best. Crazy, and, and Fort George makes great IPAs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, this, is, this year's I mean, three-way should be incredible.
1: Well, and, and, you know, the year before last, you know, obviously with Gigantic and, uh, Block 15, or I'm sorry, Block 15 and, uh, Stone. And I mean, I
2: mean, uh, <laughs> good God.
1: Hello, <laughs> Boneyard. Boneyard. Boneyard and Block Thank 15. Thank you. Jeez, and Stone. Then, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was just like, that was epic. That was over the top IPA and yeah. it was incredible. It was really yeah. good. But then they, they reserved it last year and pulled it back with Georgetown and Freem and I really liked last year. It was good. Yeah. It was, I think it was a more balanced IPA. I can't even imagine what this year is
2: going to be like. Yeah. It's just going to be incredible. It's going it, to be like, you're going to be drinking whole leaves. Like yeah, they'll be I in know. the can. <laughs> and
0: what uh, was crazy, uh, you know, last year's Suicide Squeeze was a session and right. as, as, and I, or I, I had no idea that they Bumped it way up to, it's almost yeah. an Imperial this year. It's like 7.9? Seven, 7.9? Nine, 7. Nine? Yeah.
2: Well, and uh, Suicide Squeeze is the name of a music store or yeah. company that, so, so that, they, was, that that's was just a, a collaboration. Yeah, man. that was yeah. a collaboration
1: with Suicide Squeeze Records. Yeah. And that, that was originally, they were going to make it a year round. I don't know what happened to it, but, um, their session IPA, I think is what they replaced. Uh, they replaced big guns. Right. So Which that's, is delicious. that kind of filled the void for their session IPA. Right. right. And now suicide squeeze. I, I don't know the, the recipe for this one, but, uh, one of the marketing guys had texted me a photo of the cans, like before oh. it was mm-hmm. announced.
0: And I was like, shut up, just get out. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was like, when could I post this? Yeah. He's like, don't tell, tell it. I was
1: like, well, yeah. yeah.
0: And it was crazy actually, you know, cause I ordered it thinking it was going to be a session. Yeah. And then no, I drank well, it, and I was like, what the hell happened? I'm like, oh, okay. I'll take I, I looked over at the fridge. Oh, four
2: packs? Yes. I know. Uh <laughs> And dirty little, not even dirty little secret, but Suicide Squeeze, the Session beer, was my favorite. It's still no. to my this date my favorite Session IPA yeah. Yeah. because they nailed the malt backbone on that. Yep. Most Session IPAs really suffer with that malt backbone. It's hard to get, no. I'm sure, keeping the alcohol that yeah. low. But they killed that. It just was perfect. It carried all the way mm-hmm. through. It was the most mm-hmm. delicious session IPA I've ever had. Yeah, yeah, it was it
1: was amazing. Yeah, it was good. I I, I think I bought it every time I I Oh, I, yeah. I, I, went I did. To the yeah. Store. Yeah. No, and, yeah. and and obviously they focus a lot on IPAs and that's what they're known for, but even like their plaid.
0: Was overdub a session? Uh,
1: Overdub? Yeah, Overdub's Overdub That's yeah. a new, that, that just That's got re released recently too. Yeah, overdubs yeah. out and uh Optimus kind of fit the vo- or in between their vortex and their session. Right. Um, which Optimus is still really good. Yeah. They they changed the mall pill on that a little bit. Um and the hop scheduling, I think it's super good too. But yeah, and Plaid yeah. is really good if you're into, uh you know, s- multi Scotch ales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have one. I'm a, I'm kind of like okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's there's it's a lot of malt, but, but I it, love Scotch
0: ales. And let's just talk about Vortex. I mean, Vortex is a delicious oh, it's standard incredible. IPA. It's, it's- yeah.
1: Oh, it, God. It, and I haven't had vortex poured into a glass in a long time, but I loved looking at the floaties that used to be. I love the unfiltered <laughs> yeah, part yeah. of it.
3: Yep.
1: They tried out a centrifuge or a centrifuge for a while. I don't think they kept it, mm-hmm.
2: but they were going to filter out I a lot of
1: that stuff.
0: No problem with things floating nope, in my beer. I don't
1: either. I'm a home brewer. I don't, I don't filter yeah. anything. Oh, me, me cold neither. Crash I don't filter it. at all.
2: Yeah, that's what I do. I cold crash in, yeah, uh, and two, three days in.
1: Yep, pull it off oh. and go. Yeah. But the last time I poured the Vortex uh for my episode 2 weeks ago on the Brew Shack show, uh it poured crystal clear so yeah. i don't know oh, i don't know what's going on okay um but yeah i'll put vortex up against well maybe you got Spani. the very end of a keg or something <laughs> yeah, i don't know <laughs> Oh, that would've been lucky yeah. yeah but um yeah vortex is a standard ipa but it's still like 6.7% it's I a think. big one yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh one thing about 4George and their ipas and how they focus on hops uh jack Harris is um one of the biggest opponents of using the ibu scale system
3: it's
2: a guess.
1: It's an arbitrary. Yeah, it's and, a guess. And it it's really funny because it's like the brewery that brews the most hoppy beers and stuff, but he he actually did a lecture on like the not using IBUs. I wish I would have actually gone and seen that. But um yeah, I mean they they know what they're doing and when they release uh Magnanimous or when they do um Oh, their, uh, spruce bud is one of my favorite oh, yeah. seasonal beers from them. Yep. Just using all spruce tips instead of using hops in their beer. Uh, just incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Festival of Dark Arts is uh, one of the best
2: festivals, festival oh, out there, man. It, yeah, you know, so I think we fun. talked about this two weeks ago. Yep. Festival of Dark Arts. I yeah. think that was. I even said that's my favorite festival. That of one faith. or Fred
0: Fest? I mean, it's or Fred Fest. Of, it yeah. Was, yeah. yeah,
2: but it's. Uh, I mean, everything they do for that festival mm-hmm. too, and they open up the entire brewery. Yep. You know, and then the that whole, whole staff gets into it. The whole block. <laughs> I mean, it's, crazy. it's it's oh, fantastic. So, and
1: uh oh. I remember so. the the first time the. The first time I think I actually went up to the brewery, I was the total fanboy and bought all the gear and everything and my cousin was uh visiting from Oklahoma. Finally got him some good IPAs, but we went out sturgeon fishing on the Columbia, just something that's awesome about Astoria. But I wore like a Fort George hoodie, my Fort George hat, and I had a <laughs> I had the forty ounce insulated growler of Fort George and I step yeah. on the boat and I think I had it full Fort of Vortex or something. Yeah, and the guy goes, Do you work at Fort George? and I was like, Nah yeah. just Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll just go. I wish I would work for him. Uh, <laughs> well, we got to wind it up, guys. We're out of time already. Yeah, we're actually – well, this went long, but that's okay. Uh Chad, give a little shout-out again to your Brew Shack and where people can find you because your videos are hilarious. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Um, so it's uh Before Noon presents the Happy Brew Shack Fun Time Show. If you search YouTube, hashtag Brew Shack, one word, you'll be able to find me. Also on uh, – oh, I thought that was a bottle of beer. <laughs> This is a water bottle. Um, you can I don't find- know what's in there. <laughs> I'm okay. on stainless steel. I'm on untapped uh, Instagram and Twitter at Before Noon Brew. My actual brewery name is Before Noon. Yeah. Um, and then Facebook, if you just search for uh, hashtag Brew Shack, you'll find links to my shows and I upload videos. I try to do it once a month. I need to get in more regular, but the one-year-old is keeping me busy yep.
0: enough. And baby, keeping you down. Yep,
1: well, that's where you can find me.
0: Marcus, where can people find you? And they can't. <laughs> in this chair my house. right here every yeah, two weeks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hey, so I'm Sean and uh, you can find me at In One Day Radio, uh my other show that I co-host with Jenny. But for this show you can uh, on Twitter we're at, at PDX Beer Club, uh on Facebook we're Portland Beer Club and in one dayradio.com, spelled out dot com on untapped an Instagram Portland Beer Club podcast. Uh you can follow us at all those different places. Let us know what you think. I already got feedback from the first show where the guys like it's a little long. And we really lo- and we went longer
2: today. Yeah, what so. I was say, <laughs> It was only like so an hour the this, first yeah, episode, right? Yeah. It yeah, was exactly
0: an hour. So How long so is this one? Are you, uh we're sitting about an hour and 15 minutes right are you, now.
2: Are you are oh, so. you wanting to keep him as a listener or is this a middle finger to him? No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> that was a joke. No, 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 Don't no, take it no, personally.
0: No no. <laughs> no, no, no. He no, he was really cool about it. Yeah, he just he say, "Hey man, it was just a little long." And I was like, "Yeah, you should hear other show it's like two hours so right <laughs> yeah. uh anyways so i'm glad we have a listener uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did we it just alienate nice. our <laughs> your only listener shooting for one listener <laughs> oops uh, sorry yeah, so uh we'll be back in two more weeks with more topics and then we'll our rotating chair will change but chat will be back because i'm just trying to build a little group of guys to what? Chad's like, what? I'm not coming. No, right. I said yay. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I gotta flirt with another brewery so I can have something to talk about. There, there
0: you go. I so. have nothing to talk about, so i am been here twice now. <laughs> yeah. Alright, people, well thank you for listening, and again, give us feedback, let us know what you think. If you have ideas for the show, if you want us to, to pay attention to something that we haven't addressed yet, let us know, and we'll try to get to it. And if you have a beer you want us to try that we can't necessarily, you know, get a hold of, let me know, we can figure that out. Wink, wink. Uh, back in two weeks KBS. with another episode of Portland Beer Club Podcast at .com. Bye. That's been another episode of the Portland Beer Club Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Portland Beer Club or Twitter at PDX Beer Club. Feel free to contact me at PortlandBeerClub at gmail.com if you have any news, feedback, or just want to say hi. See you next time.